Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, my name's Nick. Hello, I'm Woogie. We are the Mouth of Manliness. This is a podcast all about uh, mental health. But it's not just mental health. Um, it's kind of about people's lives and about uh, how they cope and how they manage in the world. Yeah, and digging into the stories that make them who they are. Yeah, so it's real life stories um, where we talk about things that people have been through and how they've managed and how they've coped and how they've come out the other side. So sometimes it's just me and Woggy here, but more often than not, we're talking to guests, uh, sometimes more well-known guests, but more often than anything, it's um, just normal people who have been through um, interesting situations. Yeah, and they've all got a lovely story to tell. Yeah, so mouth and manliness, we are about mental health, but we're more about people and stories. So, welcome to the mouth. The mouth of manliness. Welcome back to the Mouth of Manliness. Welcome back, season three. So we've had a bit of a break. Uh, yeah, I uh, haven't really been doing anything, but um, yeah, we're back. Season three. Uh, thank you for joining us. And it's not just me, remember, it is Woggy too. Oi, oi, how's it going? I'm, I'm now co-host of this wonderful podcast. Yeah, so yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's not just me anymore, which I'm really pleased about. Um, yeah, we've been, we have been squirreling away getting some episodes under the belt, though. We have done a few. We've done some interesting ones already. Yeah. We, so far, we've had quite a few women on the show, which I'm really, which I've really enjoyed because it's um, a complete different uh, perspective and flavour on things. Uh, and uh, we've probably got quite a few more women coming up as well. Yeah. So um, I'm qu- I'm quite pleased about that because the mouth of manliness says manliness, but it's not just manliness. Um, we are still still. Uh, when I started season, when we ended season one, we went into lockdown. Uh, we did the whole of season two, like thirty eight episodes. We through lockdown. And we are still in fucking lockdown. <laughs> uh, so it is, yeah. And I, I think what I want to say is that I, um, this second load of lockdown um, is, uh, I think everyone's found it so much harder because it's like, oh, again. And then you start thinking, oh, it's been a year. And then um, 
And then the kind of those cold realities are kicked in. So, mm. uh, for example, um, my friend lost his mum the other day to COVID, uh, and I, like, I actually found it really upsetting because mm. uh, I knew his mum and she was lovely, um, but it kind of brought home that harsh reality of like the fact that you know dealing with losing your parent, yeah, like yeah, I couldn't imagine is fucking terrible, yeah. And that kind of reality of how fucking awful this all is. Like, mm. most people you know are going to, like, they've lost someone either close to them or they know someone who's lost someone. Yeah. So the amount of, like, grief that's just floating around in the air and um, the amount of, like, and the impact that has on our fucking mental health is, mm. like, insane. And it's just kind of put across this big, like, you know, like off the back of Christmas, I know everyone's going on at Christmas and I'm not a big fan of Christmas, but uh, like that kind of, that constant kind of turning you into the ground, screwing you down. And, and like, I think we've had so much of that. I mean, I've been, we've been lucky because we've still been able to do things. Yeah, of course. Um, but like a lot of people, you know, they really are just, they don't see anyone. No. And I was lucky enough to get a new job through lo- lockdown, which I'm fucking blown away by. Yeah, but miraculously, me as well. Actually. Yeah, yeah, you as well. So we've both been like lockdown hasn't yeah. been that bad to us, yeah. but it does kind of occur to me that it's been really bad to others. So if you're listening to this uh, and you've been through a hard time, I just want to kind of send you some virtual love and say that um, you know you're not alone. It. Uh, it a lot of people are really struggling at the moment. A lot of people are losing people. Mm. Uh, but that means there's also a lot of people to talk to. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's like reaching out and talking to someone so that they feel better and then you feel better as well as a result. I, I, said, I said this on our episode at the end of the last season, right? And it's like the the importance of like reaching out and getting getting someone else in your life. As, as, that's, that's that literally literally changed my perception during this time, and it's, like having having you local to me, having like that, that without that, without having sort of someone like in in my life to sort of even just to the, the, to know that you're not okay is has been uh, has been fucking massively important, man. It's so strange because it's it's only the it is li- like quite often it's just like knowing you can talk to someone mm. like a conversation can change can change your life yeah you know it, it really can just and it yeah, is it really the most can. simplest yeah. of things can really make a difference and sometimes like say like my friend who lost his mum um i knew she wasn't doing well and i've been texting him regularly just texting yep you know like there's nothing in a fuck it's not that's really easy to do mm. But, you know, like, uh, just every cup, like, so I'll just kind of think twice a week, I'll make sure I text. Hmm. And, like, I I know that if I get that, it's really nice, isn't it? Yeah. You just think, oh, I'm not, you know, you might not want to share everything. You might not want to talk about what's going on because sometimes that just makes you feel worse or, or you don't feel ready to talk about it. But if hmm. someone texts you and you know that someone gives a shit, yeah. it makes a massive difference. Yeah, of course it does. It's really simple, isn't it? But it's, it's, I mean... We've um, Nick, Nick and I had a had a discussion prior to sort of start like starting the season, and it was about I, my my sort of input being that, that I, a topic for when we have our conversations, right? Yeah. When there's when and we we need to do this for our own for our own mental health, I think. And and like this this entire period of lockdown has been uh, 
has been directly linked for me anyway to like just so much change and yeah. and the cha- and how change has affected me mentally physically but obviously everybody else right yeah, yeah and it's like having to deal with um having to deal with stuff in a very different and strange way not being able to like go to the pub and get you know, get pissed and blurt out everything and then, you know, try and... I mean, not that that's ever... It can be a solution, but it might not be a positive one sometimes. It's a way of letting um, off steam, though, sometimes, Exactly, isn't it? exactly. Uh, so... Like, and, and you kind of have that taken away from you, so it's difficult. Yeah, and it's and it's and it, it leaves your options quite limited. I mean, if you're creative, you can pick up a guitar like you do and I do, and or you make songs or whatever unfortunately my work is around that at times which is lovely and that's even then though even then it can be a challenge to just do it because of everything else that's going on and like um yeah it's 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 really interesting on, on how how we i think have changed in approaching our problems and and in, in a lot in many ways i think it's been quite good uh to sort of having no option for me personally like for having no option but to go i've got to sort my shit out <laughs> otherwise but then but but then knowing that someone gives a shit on the end of the phone as well but, yeah, and, and you know go on. i think like uh i like i noticed that you've gone through quite a few changes mm. uh in many like as in some of it is like yeah you've like you've moved house like <laughs> at least twice at least twice yep uh, over lockdown, yeah. um, Fun. you know, you've had some family shit going on. Yeah, yeah, lots. Like my, yeah, my parents split up at the start of lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm a 37 year old man. My mum and dad have been together since I've, I've known, and obviously I've had my family and children, and I've, I've been through a breakup and stuff. But then to, <laughs> to, to be um, put into a situation where, uh, where they, where I moved in with them for the first time in the best part of i don't know close to 20 years i think um so then the first or second week of that them splitting up that was like right okay shit man and and then (laughs) and then watching people lie about their situation because of lockdown it's like and i'm sat there just observing all this stuff and then you don't expect it to affect you um because you're an adult and it's like oh do you know what fucking hell but in reality the the, the, then the knock-on effect of change and then being in a house there it's not a happy time, really. I'll never forget when my parents split up. Mm. Like I was, um, I, I just, just, bef- just, be- I was like twenty. I wasn't quite twenty-one, and um, like it was, it was really horrendous. As much as I kind of almost saw it coming, um, it was yeah, like yeah. it's almost that uh, that triggered me going right. That's it. I'm just going to drink all the time now. Yeah. Right. You know, like it really kind of it just yeah. pushes you into a direction, and um, but like yeah, I was at home like with my dad and my mum moved out, and it was it was just fucking awful. Yeah, it really was, and I because you like especially like uh, that that was the house I grew up in and all of that, and then it was you know the house has got to go, and I do feel for you because. Um, yeah, initially I was like, "Oh shit, you got to move in with your parents." Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I was like. I know, and I, it's like that's never good. I mean, I was I was leaving Leon C to move in to move in with a pal in London, but well, a pal's place back to East London where I lived and stuff. And yeah, and because of COVID and everything else, he wasn't able to move on. I was unable to move into his, and then there you go. Like I'm 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 now back 
back in grey. He's all good though. Do you know what I mean? But at the same point, then that it was like, fucking hell. Like, what is going on? Yeah, it was, it was. It felt like being a kid again, right? Yeah. And the relationship I was in at the time as well was was how it was, and like the, the reliance on people to sort of feed into that. And to sort of make you feel better, and it's just like what the fuck? you don't know what day it is. Sometimes it's been, but that's been like that's been my year of consoling my mum basically, because that's that's my dad moved out, and um and during that time as well, and I'm with my mum. You're like okay, cool. Like <laughs> well, how the fuck do you deal with shit? Like, and I'm sure I'm not the only person that's exactly no, that's right. happened to, like you know potentially worldwide because you think of like such a pardon the term isolated instance, isn't it? Because there's not a lot you can do to alleviate. Like my mum needed support, and I think because of if you if you could if you consider that events are meant to happen, if you if you approach it from that way, I was meant to live there so that I could then look after my mum in a when she needed me, and I think that helped me have something to do and focus during a time when you're upheaval, you don't know if you're working. My work collapsed slightly after shortly after that. It's like. Do you know? It's like yeah, maybe yeah, it meant yeah. to happen. That's what I was going to say. So, like, yeah, initially I was like, oh, fuck, you've got to live with your parents, that's shit. And then yeah, you were no, like, yeah. oh, my parents split up. And I was like, oh, fuck. Mm, mm. Like, that's fucking awful. But it's strange because I think, like, not, yeah, you, you've been there for your mum in a massive way. Uh, and you've been forced to be under each other's feet because you can't really go out yeah. and do anything. And let me tell you, it weren't fun for yeah. a good amount of time. It was all it was all shits and giggles, having quiz nights with a family yeah, over Zoom yeah, and yeah, like yeah. and drinking. But then you realise that you can't. I, I'm very used to living by myself. Well, not well. I'm not. I'm I, I not particularly like living by myself. But I'm used to the fact that if I just wanted to leave something now and be like, I'm going to go to work and come back and sort that later. But I'm in somebody else's house, and then you yeah. you. you you kind of you what's the word? Um, oh, you sort of go back it back on yourself, and you're like, it's it's like being a kid again, and it's just like I, I just couldn't cope with that shit. Yeah, quite frankly. I think like it, you are, yeah, you are in someone else's house. Yeah, so you need to respect that, but you forget, and then and then it feels like you're a teenager. Yeah, then it's like, but it's my mum. So yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like fuck, so strange. Fuck you, mum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. But then, in the same regard, you're like, oh, but sorry, mum, like, you're yeah. having a really tough time. It's really hard. But what's strange, though, is that uh, through all of that, and although you are one of the most chaotic bastards I know. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, like, you, you seem to, yeah, you thrive on chaos, I think. I do, yeah. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I am that person. And I, I don't think you'd have it any other way a lot of the time. But, um, but then I also saw you become really quite strong in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah. Like you've, um, even just down to like your, like, and it makes me laugh, you go going massive walks with weights in, in a bag on your back. Yeah. But you know, like, it, like <laughs> it, it, it's just a really positive way of dealing with things. Yeah. Like you haven't... Yeah. Um, I got fed up of my own moaning, brutally honest with you. <laughs> I got fed up of me fucking moaning and I got fed up of relying on other people to make me happy. Mm. Um, I still do it. I still do that. It's 100%. 100%. still, I still need somebody to sort of like keep an ear out. And and the problem is, if if other people have got shit on, you miss, you miss that point, right? Um, and and sometimes it can come across as selfish or whatever. But the reality is, if they're your true friends and they love you, you as I would for anybody that are, close, are dear to me, if you build me and was like, I need to moan at you for an hour and I need you to fucking take this and deal with it for me. I would, and it's and it's interesting because then you sort of start to assess 
those in your life, right? Which is, again, yeah, something yeah, I did throughout do, the middle of it. I'm getting a lot better at it. And I'm getting a lot better at, at reacting as well as, as opposed to sugarcoating other people's behaviour. Because if, if you're going to behave shitty to me or to people I care about, then you're going to slowly be out of my life. And that's as simple yeah, as that. And, like, I think, and I think that is actually a positive thing. Yeah. It doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be like um like doom and gloom about it. It's like actually I'll still I'll still re- interact with you as a person, but the reality is I know that this is too much ag for you to deal with a friend or someone else and it's like, well, cool, don't. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> and I, and I wouldn't have been like that unless I'd I'd been fucking forced to. Yeah. I'd have still tried to make time for people. And it's like, do you know what? Like, fuck it. Don't need I, to. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I think um, you don't need to be an arse about it, Mm-mm. do you? It's about Not just, at all. Like, no. acknowledging that, no. all right, this person isn't who I, maybe I thought they were. Yeah, I think so. They're maybe not the friend I thought they were. Yeah. And I've struggled with that, definitely. Um, but like part of, part of me getting better with that is just accepting that, um, yeah, what I'm doing really is looking for someone to kind of almost like yeah. save me, and that that just doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, but I think I think it can help when you're oh, going because yeah. change change is linked to like trauma, right? As well, and and the way that the way you it affects you physically, emotionally. Like another friend of mine has just split up with um split up with their partner for years, and turns out there's a history there in in that, and again through lockdown, but there's been a history of unhappiness in their relationship. They've got children and stuff, and it. She got to a point where it's like, and she's had to spend a lot of time with 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 a person, and been like, I can't, I can't do this anymore with him. And and it's and it's and and the, the how that affects them following that that I've seen, and I've been quite supportive with her, and like you know, and been <clears throat> been sort of advising, not even advising, because it was a totally separate situation, different situation to me. But when I was split up, when I was splitting up, it's like, well. There's the push pull situation is is always going to be there. Um, I've got a relationship with a mother of my children, and it's and it's now thank God focused. It, it tends to be a lot less emotional about our past and more just about their well being, and it gets there eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's that. Uh, although you're always going to clash because there's resentment in a relationship. Yeah. No matter what, like I do of the mother of my it children. It wouldn't have ended if there wasn't exactly some, right. If there so, wasn't so an, an imbalance. And there. you still and the the amount of hate that builds up and obviously the the love and hate being so close to one another thing is is exactly true and honest because it, it brings out the same wants and needs in a way. Because you want you want positives versus then you want negatives because you want something to fucking bounce off. They're also quite so strange. Uh, similar emotions. They are, yeah. Yeah, well, they they make they physically you have, make yeah, you embody you have a right? similar physical yeah, response right. to it. That's really interesting. So um, yeah, they are they are really closely linked. Yeah, but it's hard it's hard because uh, like I don't think anyone ever really you don't go into a relationship wanting it to end, do you? No, so you go in with expectations and wants and desires and yeah. needs and um, and if it ends, then like there's a part of you that are going to be angry with yourself because you know you could have done things better. Um, but yeah. there's another part of it that's angry with the other person for not being that person that they thought you were. Yeah. Relationships are really difficult. Yeah. I just, like, I, often, you know like when people kind of moan about friends or they moan about their other half, and I'm always like, well, what do you expect <laughs> this to be easy? Yeah, because it really isn't either. It's, it's, it's not. not, man. It's not. And that's that's like, I'm like... When I was younger, I guess I was a bit of a hypocrite because I'd always moan about a situation I was in in a relationship. But then 
never I'd be like I I need to be like this this and I never did it and I and then I and I'd be that person in the pub just moaning about the situation and everyone would be like for fuck's sake sort it out and you don't because you're blind like you know love is blind and so on and so forth but like it's just it's it's a really hard thing to actually deal with because you have to you have to see your thoughts first yeah before you can move forward in it and even if like because because you had a relation if, if you're into somebody or you had a relationship and this doesn't have to be love either this can be friendships or whatever there's something that attracted you to that person that you admire probably are a, a bit envious of as well because yeah. because you, there's something that you want to learn because we all take from each other yeah. in a way like, there's elements of it like everyone's personality that we like like being around for that reason because yeah. you're attracted to it and um it's it's funny because you you, you feel let down when when someone behaves a different way and maybe you should just be more understanding because because again it's your projection of them like like I've I've been in situations in relationships where I've projected this image yeah and it's not fucking there yeah it's not there it's what I it's what I've yeah. I've I have totally created it and then you're head, angry right? because it didn't happen yeah 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 and like that comes down to the the thing that I tend to, we were saying earlier, but I always come back to is that you're looking for something from that person. Yeah. Um, and uh, all, all the time you're doing that, yeah, you're, you're doing it wrong. But how, how's have you ever been in a situation where, like, you know, when you was in a relationship, that you was that there was that in somebody, but you just didn't fancy him enough or something. Or like, or like, like what, yeah, what, 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 what they yeah. gave you was exactly what you wanted. Yeah. But around it, it was like, but there was so much that wasn't. Yeah. That it, it that you then push them away. That what you wanted was there, but there was so much going on around it that she, the, it, the person, it didn't the come person out. themselves wasn't wasn't actually what I wanted. Right. But they gave me everything I wanted emotionally. If that uh, makes sense. Okay, okay. So it, it, it's like. Yeah, so then are you going to settle? Are you going to yeah, or 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 do you like the challenge of of someone that you completely adore but they don't really give you that or they give it to you when it when when it yeah, suits them. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like yeah. as opposed to it being a very natural thing that someone gives you is what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Right? That that's the difference of it. Is that uh you know I was watching uh uh first dates last night. Yeah. It's a then... great program. That. And it was like teen first dates, and there was like this girl on there, and she was like, "Oh, I really like bad boys." Yeah. And I, I always used to so, think, "Do you?" And it used to be, and that always pisses me off because it's I, such a I, stupid I, fucking I statement, felt, isn't it? I know it's a childish. One, I but... felt so lonely when I was like a yeah. teenager, and I, I never really, and I was always a bit afraid of girls, and I never really had girlfriends, and and then my friends who treated girls really badly, yeah, always seemed to have. Like plenty of girls on the go, and they were like right studs, and um, <laughs> and it used to really, really make me sick. Yeah, because I'd be like, I'd never do that, and um, yeah, is it because it's that base feeling in you that's like, is it you know that that kind of animal instinct in mm. you, uh, and then that desire to like that you 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 you've got the desire. Um, but you haven't got, uh, but the person's not the right person. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then, is that why we always want to change people? Because mm-hmm. the desire is there. It's like I fancy you so much, and I, you know, I, I, yeah, I, you're exactly what I want. But actually, they're not what you really want, kind no. of thing. 
So is it is that like are you driven by desire? And I think quite often people are driven by desire. Yeah, I think they are. I think I think a lot of things and you gotta think as well, your 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 desire, um what's the word, like parameters maybe, uh change as you get older and you want different things from people. Yeah. Like, because I, I know for a fact that you you look at certain aspects, uh, like uh, some friends of mine, like, uh, I know that uh, from a conversation I had with with her that she, she went for a bloke that she didn't actually fancy, but he had a, an air of stability that she'd never had before because she went out with people that fucked her over all the time. Yeah. Right? So she then had a family with him and was extremely bored, hated it. Um, he was like never there, and then then she got rid of him. And it's like, okay, so, so, so were you satisfied with that, or have you just you know, so that's going so far? It's going yeah. so far in one direction, or so far in another direction. Yeah. And I think what happens is, um, I think people. Um, yeah, I think people tend to see things one way or the other, and life's not like that. Life's no. life's a, a massive, like a sea of grey. Mm. You know, like there are there aren't really black and whites in life. So it's that idea that oh, I want to be with someone who like really <laughs> makes my heart race, and I just want to yeah. fuck them so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I want yeah, that yeah, desire. Yeah. I want to feel yeah. that all the time. Now, yeah. That's not possible. No, like that's unrealistic. I do think though people talk about. Um, having like sort of sexual desire being linked to I don't know like it, it wavering and all that sort of stuff but I've met people where it doesn't at all like it, like they've been relationships they've got very healthy strong sex lives and it's it's very open and that you can see that they're very much in love as a couple and it's like yeah but then that's probably um, because they've got the other bit as well though. right yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah. so they would have that that general compatibility that um, yeah. they both they're both really good at yeah. like they're both they love each other so much that they're prepared to look bad, they're prepared yeah. to be uh they're prepared to give in. Yeah. They're prepared to back down. Yeah. You know, those are the things that I think that's where relationships kind of that's where it all comes into the fore. Do you like that person enough that you're prepared to do whatever, yeah. To give yourself in to the fact that they wanna do something a certain way. Yeah. You know, like uh, and as much as that goes against everything you've been brought up to believe, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you prepared to go? Oh, I'll let that go. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I always say, like this is what I often think of my wife. It's like, um, and why we don't really get into arguments because I, I always kind of bring it down to this idea that uh, I don't care about anything enough that I'd risk losing her. Yeah. So basically, I'm always like, well. If if you if that's what you want to do, then we'll do it. You know, like I'm not gonna like because I don't. It's not so important that I'd want to upset you over it. No, and that's that's. I think I think that's exactly it, and I th- I think it it's it's something that needs it, it can't it can't just be about you. It needs if if you're if you need to be aware that your actions may upset upset somebody else. Yeah, I, I think, think like people should get married until they're in their thirties. Yeah, totally. Like the idea, totally, man. Even yeah. down to like, um, you know, like, um, and I know this isn't always the case. Most like a lot of people get married a lot younger and they have children and they and they they are very they very stay happy. Together, it's fine. Of course. But there's a bit like for me, I didn't really, uh, I didn't kind of meet my wife until I was in my very late twenties, and 
Um, by that point, I kind of got so like so much out of my system. Yeah. You know, like the desire to be a rock star, all these things. Uh-huh. I kind of got out of my system. So at that point, I was really open to things. Yep. You know, like and um, and then I was open to her, and uh, so I do think there's an advantage to have got to a point in life when you're a little bit like maybe stable, uh, or at least kind of a, a more emotionally stable when you're like, I'm not gonna, I, I'm not looking for a fight because you want something that way. You yeah. know, like I know yeah. that that doesn't really matter because I've lived my life for so long to mm. know that that doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, and I think there's a difference between getting into those kind of proper relationships when you're a bit older. Yeah, I think I think it's a bit about coming to peace with yourself as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I not think that's not, exactly, not that I'm yeah. anywhere near that, <laughs> but but like I'm getting better at it. I don't know. I think you've come a long way with that. I really do. Yeah. Like the time I've known you, you've become much calmer, and you're much kind of you're, you just seem much more together. Yeah. You're not nearly as frantic. I mean, you're still fucking I'm still, chaotic, but I'm still frantic. You're not as frantic, but you just seem a bit, like, kind of a bit more, like, calm with yourself, just in your whole demeanour, really. I, th- I, th- I think, and I've, I've related to people that have, like, quite severe anxiety, because I've had quite severe anxiety, and, uh, and I understand where it comes from. And um, people were, like, really keen to sort of jump on the fact that, like, Oh, everyone's fucking got anxiety issues now. It's like, well, we've always had them. Like, it's just, I think we're in a, we're in an anxiety fueled world now. Everything's reactive. It's all like everyone needs verification, <clears throat> sorry, validation and verification yeah, who they everything's are. Everything's very like, fast. Every, everything is, yeah, it's immediate. Like people, I don't know. Like the the, I, I've I've been guilty of like saying to partners like. um why don't you like look at my shit on like Instagram and stuff? It's like what you're longing me off, and it's like the fact is, yeah, they probably are. Because, <laughs> but, but why the fuck do I care? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, 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 you know. Again, and it's like I'm a 37 year old man. Why do I give a shit? But what I want is is the person I love to go. To be I really like that thing you said. Like I'm interested in you. Yeah. But you know, I talk a lot about myself. I guess at times, and you've got a, you've got a. If you're gonna be with someone like me, you need to understand that I talk a lot about myself because. I do a lot of stuff and I'm excited all the time. Like, and I'm also frantic as fuck, right? So, yeah. But I, I dare I <laughs> It's not say, narcissism, dare I know, I is it? Say, um, I say, nar- nar- narcissism is... <sighs> I would say you talk a lot about yourself because you're, you've got insecurities. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I know you enough to know that you have got some insecurities. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. Um, so when you say, like, you know, to someone why are you not looking it's not you're not saying um like look at me yeah no, you're I'm not. saying oh, uh, can you like, can care you, about can me. you care yeah. yeah yeah of course yeah so it's more yeah, about insecurity than anything else it's funny because yeah. i i was talk i was talking about this today just generally about uh you know like Quite often we look to blame people for things. Yeah, you know, of like, course. Like, we do. Well, oh, I'm fucking fucked up. That's my dad's fault. Yeah, and then, and then when you then look into it a little bit more, you start to understand their issues, and you realise that we've all got issues. Of course we have. Yeah, and uh, those issues are kind of quite often drivers for us. Yeah, and but more often than not, most things are based on insecurity. 
Yeah. Like, all the time. And then, uh, like, our fast-paced media-driven life, uh, driven life is driven on uh, yeah, our ex- cashing in on our insecurities. insecurities. Of course it is, yeah. So it's yeah. like it's really hard to step back and not have not know, and I um and the, yeah no I guess I'm just saying that uh, quite often you kind of yeah it's easy like we judge people and we get fucked off with people but mm. more like more often than not they've got a fucking handful of shit that they're carrying. But this is and this is the time. thing like and and I think I think you've got to be aware, and I've been guilt. I said I've said this before on the podcast as well. Like I've been guilty of of uh, not fully accepting someone's issues going on when I needed them at a particular time. However, like, I I know, and I, and again, this, this might just be me, but I know that I'm very, very willing, and I have done for many people in my life, drop fucking everything and do what they want for me. For, for, sorry, I'll do what they want from... I'll do, give them what they want from me, right? And what they need from me at that specific time. And that could be a number of things. It could be fucking money. It could be picking something up, doing something, ha- an ear, whatever. But I always do it. And yeah. and and then I think, and then I think, well, if you're not getting that back, and if you're not, what what are you meant to do with that? I think that that's when it comes down to the like that, who who you're around, or no, there's that accepting that that person isn't yes. the right, isn't the right person, or yeah. I'm not, not just talking about like love relationship, yeah, like relationships, or that they're not ready. Yes, of course. Yeah. So, like, if you're, especially if someone's got me- like mental health issues, for example. Yeah. Like, uh, you could have, like, it could take you a lifetime to be ready, to be safe with someone, to be yeah. all those things, and, and like, you, if if it makes you ill while you're waiting, then you should go. Yes, of course. You should go. Yeah. Because you're never going to get if the, you get you ill, then you're no help anyway. Yeah, and I, I think I think actually I've been in a situation where I have got ill. Yeah. So so that's that's not, and it's something I persist. So in you a feel long time. bad yeah, because you feel like you've let someone down who's in a bad way. But the reality of it is, is that they weren't ready to kind of like be that person for you anyway. Yeah. So if you, you walking away, it's, it's going to make very little odds to the overall their overall issues. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And you can still be there for people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, always. But but I just think you, mm. you shouldn't do things at the risk of your own, like, yeah, what, your I, own mental well-being. I, yeah, because two ill people, two mentally ill people together. Yeah, fucking like, nightmares. Yeah. That, that makes the whole thing worse for it everyone. Does, yeah, it does. So it's like actually, you're not doing anyone any favors Mm-mm. by. Like being that, being there all the time and no. not getting anything, because then you get resentful. Yeah. It's like it's these are hard things. And the thing is, I'm saying it like it's like, well, you just do that and you just do that. And no, I, but it's it's net. I mean, but there's fucking hard there's things. No because to this shit, man. We're all individuals. We all react emotionally, yeah, physically. How exactly, we do, right? yeah. When emotions are involved, it's yep. like there's no such thing as an easy thing. No, and it's easier if someone cheats on you. Or if someone because does it gives you really a, bad, yeah, then you're like, right, yeah. done. That's it. You cross the line, I'm done. Yeah. But yeah. if there's that kind of gradual drip of, like, you know, I love you, but I'm not ready. Yeah. Like, it's so much worse. I've been in relationships like that before. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it, it fucking slaughtered me, and it made me really, really ill. Yeah. And, uh, and then it took me to be in a decent relationship with my wife when I realised that, 
us should have walked. Like, I realised where can, I was at. Can I say something as well, which is quite, quite poignant with me there? When you speak, you said like, you say ill, it makes you ill. And it's like, I've I've never, I've never sort of you sort of used that term in the situations I've been in. I've, I've gone, oh, you know, like I'm full of anxiety. But using the actual term ill is literally how I felt. Like, fucking ill. It's, <laughs> like, quite, it's a and, good one, and, and, and it's like, do you know what? It's 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 a really, really strong word. Yeah, Because yeah. it makes you relate and go, yeah, I was actually fucking sick. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah. sick. Like, waking up with sickness in your gut because of how you feel emotionally is not healthy, man. Yeah. It's if, not healthy. If you're mentally ill, invariably you get physically ill. So yeah, of if you're, you do, if you're yeah. mentally ill, what happens after a period of time? Uh, uh, it, your body just starts going fuck off. Yeah. So then you'll just start getting ill a lot, colds, yeah. all that a lot. You know, sickness and all of those things will go with it. Yeah. And, and Woody Allen said. Didn't Woody Allen say, uh, I don't get angry, I just grow a tumour instead? Yeah. <laughs> is it from Manhattan? Is it, don't get angry? I don't yeah. know, but that's, it's, that's a yeah, good Yeah, it's, it's, it's from Manhattan, I think, or any hall. It's one of them. But yeah, it's what Woody Allen said, yeah. It might be wrong, but right, wrong quote, but yeah, he did like say that. that. <laughs> but it's so true. Like, it's only, like, now, it's now, it's only been the last few years when I've started using the term, like, I'm ill. And then my wife will go mentally, physically, and I... Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm like, so now I will term being having a mental health like a bit of a crisis maybe as I'm ill. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I think it's a really um, it's a very strong term as I said, but it may resonates with me. But it it makes it makes me think that yeah, it gives it gravitas as well. This is this is it, and yeah. it's like when you're ill, uh, if you're really like physically ill, you're allowed to let yourself off. You know, uh-huh. if you if you've got flu, you're allowed to go to bed for a week. Yeah, right. But if you go, I'm mentally ill. That mm. or I'm, you know, like God forbid that you'd admit you're mentally ill. No one does that. Yeah. But then if you go like, uh, but if you put it into terms of I'm ill, mm. I kind of see it as you allow yourself to be ill. Yeah. So and that is like and allowing yourself to be mentally unwell for a bit. Is a really good yep. way of getting better, because uh, fighting it makes it worse. Yeah, and um, so yeah, you yeah you were ill, mm. and like yeah you were ill for a bit. Because every time I saw you, it was like you know you weren't. <laughs> if something was up and something was going on, yeah. but I tell you what, I wonder. I wonder um, if the reason why you're often so chaotic. It's because you've been living with anxiety for so long. Yeah, perhaps, yeah. I'd say so. So, uh, if you don't feel anxiety, it's almost like you don't feel alive. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. So, yeah. like, the chaos... I was, I was chatting to a friend today. ...keeps you on the edge of your seat all the time. Yeah. And that keeps you in that little yeah. state of anxiety. Yeah. And then if you don't feel the anxiety, you're anxious because you don't feel it. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? That's really true, actually. It's it's funny. I was, I was having a chat today to a friend, and they were like, that they were sort of saying that me and them are similar in that I quite like deadlines, and I like I like working right to the nub. I like leaving it because I genuinely get my best results when I'm like, bang, I've got to fucking do this because I, I, I it's like I've sketched out what I've got to do three weeks ago. And then by that very point, it's like, bang, do it all, get it all done. But I wonder if, if and I that- quite. 
like I but don't know that why is I do. Just what you've got used to. Perhaps, yeah. Because yeah. I think quite often there's calmness like, in planning, right? And yeah. I just fuck that off. Yeah. <laughs> so. Because it doesn't because it because you can't deal with it because you're not in that state of anxiety. No. no, but I can I can feel a sense of uh, I can feel a sense of calm now actually, um, and that is helping me to approach work in a methodical way. Um, like utilising my time at the studio doing podcasting, for example. It's like I've managed to somehow get to a point where I, I put everything together and then I'll go and I'll just finish everything at one point, which is good because it means that like the clients and people that I work with and stuff get everything at the same time. It's like I'm with, it's a more methodical way. Whereas before, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, even when I was doing season two of this for you, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, I've got, I've got to download half a file and close my laptop. Nick, send me this, send me this, blah, know, blah, blah. I'm like, can you download like, that thing I Can you yeah. download it now so you've got it on your fucking computer, you dickhead? It's like, yeah, 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 I've got it all, got it all. But, but then, like, yeah. then, but it's funny because, like, I, I remember, like, being at uh, university and people go, I oh, know, I prefer to leave it to the last minute. Uh, that way it kind of it keeps me on the edge and then I'll do a good job and then just seeing people not do a good job yeah flunk it because yeah. they left it to the last minute and then like when I did my d- degree like later on in life I did everything I was given like a day a week to do like yeah. essays and study uh-huh. and I, I didn't fucking do eight hours I did maybe maybe four at the most but that was enough, enough yeah of course so that um, I was, and I was always ahead of schedule, and I and I think you just get into this kind of state. You, you know, there's that idea that I've always done it that way, and that way works, and then you find out that the way you've been always been doing <laughs> it, uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it don't really work. Really, you've just told yourself it. It's like, it's like uh, you know when people go. Um, uh, yeah, no, my mum and dad did it that way, so that's the way I do it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what, you know, the way you, when you stab yourself in the... You do you know where that doesn't work? Back? With children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your mum, you have kids with somebody else, they they don't know really, and then you both both sets of parents have got their own issues and they tell you how to do that. And you, but you and your partner sit and go, can you all just fuck off and yeah, leave yeah, us yeah, soon? Yeah. It's because, like... Well, if it might, if it worked for you, great. But I've got loads of fucking issues. I'm going to try and avoid those because yeah, yeah. you gave them me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I love it, man. But yeah, sorry. No, I just That's think yeah, I just think it's like uh, just that idea that we kind of think that sometimes the things we think work don't. Yeah, and I think uh, it's important to be able to kind of sit acknowledge back and it. Go, you know, hold on, am I fucking this up? Because there's so. Like so much stuff with my mental health, and I'm like, yeah, but I know, I know, I know all of this. And then one day I was like, ah, oh, maybe I don't. And then that is when I went, opened myself up totally to therapy, and yeah, went, yeah. I'm gonna, because I went into therapy going, ah, oh, you can't tell me nothing I don't know about myself. And then they tell me everything, mm. and it was only because I was like, well, I'm prepared to open up to it now. I tell, I tell you what's really interesting, is that. When I spoke to somebody about stuff, I had this interpretation of using therapy as a uh, as a fucking something to tell somebody else I was doing to make them feel better uh, about my yeah. actions, right? And I've done it a couple times for that reason. But the minute I got in that room and was like, the difference was I really enjoyed it, and I was like, fucking hell, this is quite addictive actually. And I'm I'm I've got an addictive personality. Pardon the fucking like you know inverted commas whatever. Um, and 
and it really uh it yeah it opened my eyes to but again it, as i always said like the conversation being paramount but in that situation where you get to sort of just bleed bleed dry and then they sort of say a few choice terms and you're like Ooh. oh right yeah fuck cool yeah. i'm really glad because then you go home and think about that for two weeks yeah, yeah. And you do as well. You actually do, and then you and then you start to feel guilt about things you've said to people or actions you've done, and then you bring that to the next one, and then mm. it's 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 realigned again by something else they say. It's like yeah, but that that has to have been responsive because you thought this, and you're like ah oh, yeah, fuck, of course yeah, you know, and and and, and I've I, I've done it, and um. I I'd I'd love to do it more and gen- if I'm honest it was a financial thing that I stopped doing it and that's only like recently but like it and I've and and I'd always recommend like if you if you're stuck in a rut or a cuz it's cycle based isn't it I think like certain certain um certain people I've been around and stuff it's very, it's very clear that that they benefit from just having a constant in their life as opposed to hitting cycles of thought yeah. And I'm guilty of it too, but I, I kind of know roughly how to manage it by using friends and conversation. But it's like, if and, and when people aren't open to it, it's like this would benefit you so much. Like if you're feeling shit every three months, that third month, go and talk to someone every day or every other day. Yeah, I think. It's like, like, but do you know it's what I mean? I about, don't know, man. Uh, just... it, I think the thing is therapy is that you you think or you go there when you feel bad and like and yeah, that might be your driver for starting. Yeah, but, but actually, it's but far, actually yeah. like you go there when you feel good as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and it reaffirms the good things. Yeah. I, Danny McNamara, I was, uh, when he when he was on the podcast a while ago, and I yeah. was saying like ninety nine percent of the time you should go and fucking have therapy or go to your doctors, and he went, no, a hundred percent of the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You should yeah. always go to go. Yeah. Because um, it. It's never. It's not going to be. It's not going to be a bad thing. It will be difficult. Therapy is challenging. Yeah, it is. Right. It that, is. This is, this is the first now at the moment. Is uh, like for the last month. I, I. I'm not having any therapy at all. I've had therapy constantly every week for three years. Yeah. And this is uh, since I started my new job. So what? Six weeks ago, maybe. Um, I stopped. Yeah. And uh, this is the first time I've had no therapy at all. Um, I don't feel like I miss it because I got to a point when I didn't I actually, it, it felt like the right time to end and I didn't feel like I need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I imagine I will need it again um, just through periods of struggle. Yep. But like, I kind of, like, therapist Peter, I stay in touch with, like, I can always just go and see him. Yeah. I want to hit on... Um, what you said uh, about um, addictive personality. Yeah. So there is a school of thought that says there is no such thing as addictive personality. Yeah, I'm aware of that, yeah. Um, and I I agree with that. Um, yeah. I don't think there is such thing as addictive personality. That's kind of why I said inverted commas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wanted to kind of pick up on it because I think it's an interesting point. Um, I think that there um, there are self destructive people. Yeah, one hundred. Uh, and yeah. I, I think it's more to do with self destruction. Yeah. Than um, addiction. Uh-huh. So the addiction is about um, either wanting to separate from uh, your faults because your faults are bad, um, 
or I don't like myself, so I'm going to damage myself. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's it's those two. Yeah. I don't believe, um, and I, I do go with the school of thought, there's no such thing as addictive personality. There are people who are unwell. Yeah. And they become addicts. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So like, if you consider addiction by like um, a drug or, or, yeah, a substance, whatever it is, that is, that is, um, it's destructive but or it's also reactive of a situation where you're unhappy, yeah, and then and then by becoming addicted to that, it's because you're addicted to what that's done emotionally to you, yeah. So even numbing, which is most most like you know narcotics, it's, uh, so, what, so yeah, yeah, un- under the banner of self medication, I want yes. to stick it under the yes, banner, under, of yeah, exactly, yeah. So which is what, exactly what it is. Yeah. is, is medicating themselves because yeah. they're desperately unhappy, yeah, cool. And you're desperately unhappy because of shit that's happened to you, yeah. So uh, it's pretty much always it, and yeah. I and I felt uh, the other day um, when uh, um, we jumping ahead, but we had someone who Warren had known for many years. Uh, we recorded with the other day, and then we were talking a little bit about very little bit, yeah. brushing on stuff about like when you were younger, yeah. And I and then for me, I went ah, yeah. I did kind of get into it a little bit with you at a point, yeah, 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 and yeah. I was like. Ah, yeah. I think I've got a working hypothesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. On <laughs> a working hypothesis. Of, yeah. Like why you might be the way you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It relates, it, like to my dad's job and everything else. Yeah, mm. the football stuff. Yeah, totally. And that 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 episode is really interesting to hear Kate and I talk because I've known her since I was thirteen, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Very interesting. But yeah, really interesting. A really good like. Uh, so that's coming later in the series. Yeah, yeah. Oi, oi. But an interesting thing to kind of like getting to know you a bit because like uh, more often not like when we talk, we're talking about what's going on now. Uh-huh. So quite like quite often when I see you, um, it's it's a bit of a debrief, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so it like, is. Yeah, like, oh, this has been going. This happened. Going, I did. I did the exact on. same thing today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, you're kind of telling me what's been going on, uh, and, and you tell me all the wonderful things you've been doing with guitars and stuff well, you've been creating. Shit, I've been doing. <laughs> not going out, but I love... it's, a, it's a lot of good shit forthcoming on a, on an amazing uh, on an amazing record. I think. But anyway, more of that later, eh? Yeah, we have been doing some pretty like. I, I, we can't, I guess we can't really talk about it, but no, something really amazing yeah. has happened recently. And uh, and, I, and what happened with that was, uh, I think when you kind of stop um, looking yeah. for things to be good and you start just kind of rolling with everything, but you're making an effort, always making an effort, yeah. then good things happen. Well, if you're desperate to kind of like make it in a band... Um, I think more often than not, you stink of desperation and you don't. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like people might go, oh, they're really hungry. Oh, I want them because they're really hungry. But that, that, like, being hungry for it is different to I've got to say, like, like I've, I was in a band when I was fucking, how, I met, how, how my sort of music career started, around in Greys, obviously. Yeah, like, which, is which is mad, but, like, I mean, we were hungry, but we were also really shit. <laughs> like, and that's why. Like, we were, I mean, we got very... We got good eventually, but like it's it's just it's interesting, isn't it? To, because yeah, you gotta you gotta have a bit of gumption about you as a human, aren't you? Just in general to get noticed yeah, that, in and life. That's right? what I say. It's about that. Like, yeah. They put like, gumption, efforts yeah. there. The, the efforts, efforts fucking there, and there's belief. Yeah. 
But um, I find like, uh, you know, like when you're desperately trying to have the biggest podcast in the world, <laughs> yeah. then you probably ain't going to have the biggest podcast in the world. No, There's a certain not. amount of like life as a way of clicking in. Yeah. And sometimes you have to re- like, just like kind of believe in the universe and that things uh-huh. will work out. Yeah. And uh, since I've stopped like desperately chasing things, yeah. and, like, like good stuff started to happen. Yeah. It will. And it's I, organic, and it's just—it's just one of those weird things. And I've got—I've got a lot of belief in that. And I—I so, I mean, I think we're like with again, like what's coming on the series. This series, like chatting to some bands and stuff, like, and they're young and they're just that's been very opportune as what happened. But they've—they've—they've they've, they've grafted, yeah, they've and they're grafted. good, right? And yeah. and they're and they're lovely people, and they've got their own little journey and stuff. And it's like, I—I I remember feeling like being an arsehole when I was in a band because I, I had like a I had that sort of thing I had that like you, you almost like using situations to progress and I don't yeah, I don't yeah, admire yeah, it yeah, yeah. and I did it but I don't admire it I, I, I actually think it's a really shitty thing to do that really sums up what I was saying actually yeah, yeah thank you for that because no, I, no, I felt yeah. like I was being a bit pie in the sky but no, I think what it's you said is, is exactly right you use you use a situation to your advantage for all sorts of reasons. Yeah, and and I I, I think I I don't resonate with that, and I and I and I I admire those that are able to because they succeed right, and they really do. And and fuck me, they're good people as well. But but to, to be able to ladder climb and to use a certain type of person because you know that they'll give you they'll give you your energy. And because they're excited just to be part of it, I mean, and, it, and 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 like music, or it could be anything really. But but those people exist, and like I, I do think there's a time and a place now. I don't I don't know where where I sit spiritually, but I I, I do I'm, I'm starting to more think, but sorry, starting to believe more so that everything is sort of written based on your actions of what you're doing right now. I'm I'm stopping to look in the past and I and 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 even like negative energy from from all of those types of people or whatever because I know I used to do that when I was a teenager. So you can you can you can see what you do in other people, right? And and they're, they're like they might reach upper echelon of fucking of of stardom or whatever. But fundamentals are if you if you're if you're if you're sort of your actions are fulfilled and 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 you you're happy doing what you're doing, then you're not using anyone other than. You, you're actually engaging in friendships and engaging in positive times. And friendships are the things that will take you forward. A hundred percent. So, like the idea that someone will help you out because they actually just because they love you, mate. But yeah, then it's, if you behave differently that. to make yeah. that friendship, yeah, then you're an arsehole. Yes. Yes. So because because equally, so and you're being fake and like being it, fake's it, bad. In, in the music industry, there'll be people that work together. Um that I've witnessed and stuff and like there's people that work together that will be in each other's phones constantly and I've seen this with like some friends of mine with other very famous people and then they won't talk to them again after that project's over they just won't and it's like when I'm sort of saying to a power mind like really like you like and it's just a proper like dropped out of the sky fuck you if you I don't give a shit if you're alive or not and it's like that mentality for me is like that's bad karma for you going forward now. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and because because actually an emotive link to somebody, and when you're creating as well, especially, it's so important to have love in 
the people in that room. And it, it naturally feels comes. good as well, doesn't it? Of course it does, because like, you feel that you've created something together. Yeah, yeah. You're not being used for it. Like, when we started tinkering with music, it was like, I knew that you're really, really good at something, and I knew I could do a lot with it. And, like, and and in the same way, I make music with Lee and Chrissy and Broken Bricks and stuff. Like, when I met, met those people in my life at certain times, it was all very much a give give situation we were like pushing into and it was it's, it's energy good energy yeah and i might not be famous at all whatever don't give a fuck really i've made some really lovely music in my life and and good things come i, I might have to eradicate some of more of the bad in me i don't know but i'll fucking get there you know <laughs> like, but I, it's funny what you said there which i thought was a really good point was uh you can only go from now hmm and like, that's and right. I, I yeah. think that's quite an empowering thing. Yeah. Like, um, you know, you might have lived a life where awful things have happened to you. Yeah. Uh, but, but, and those things yeah. are going to scar you and they're going to, uh, they will influence your behaviour. Um, but you can only go from now. You can make a decision to yeah, move yeah. forward yeah. and go, right, I'm not going to let that influence me anymore. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to go from now. And you can always go from now. Yeah, yeah. And and that's, that's a lovely sentiment, right? Yeah. It's it's the thing of like, I met, again, like some, someone I've met recently, they have gone through a lot of trauma, but their outlook on life is very positive. Mm. And it's like, that's wicked. Because you're changing, your perspective of life is immediately, immediately happy. And it's like, I really rate that. Yeah. Because, cool. and, and to just to, even if you're if you're carrying the fucking weight of the world, you can still communicate to somebody else in a positive, lovely way, and and, and consider somebody else's feelings and stuff as well. It's like it's 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 a massively like uh, admirable thing. Not that I've I always do it because I fucking no, don't. No, no, no. At I, all. I, I but, find but myself me... getting eaten up when I see like you know like my friends do really well on their podcasts <laughs> like that eats me up all the time and it's really really stupid because... it is stupid because you're you're doing something firstly completely different yeah and secondly it's it's just just put the right energy into what you're doing and yeah you know like the fact the but fact don't that... have any expectation yeah. it's that expectations you have expectations yes yeah I, and I, expectations are that. really bad yes they are yeah they're shitty um, I'm all about that. I've spoken about it bundles. And it was, basically every podcast you know, I've ever like recorded. The guy, uh, Barry, uh, so we had someone, like, we shouldn't talk about future podcasts, but like, there aren't any fucking rules on alpha manliness. No, um, it's coming. Yeah, but... Uh, this, is, this is a this teaser. Guy, this is our first one. Yeah, uh, from Oxygen Thief. And he was saying how like, he has to switch off social media. And like, I speak to quite a few people. Like, Buddy Peace said he had to have a yeah. break from... Uh, social media big up BP and he was saying like uh, and he would look at it and he'd go oh Ginger Wildheart liked their their album but not mine yeah and I was like I know Ginger yeah and like Ginger's fucking he's you know he's got like mental health problems like me he's not like he's not that fucking invested in it no he's not you know and it's like but yeah you're invested in his the opinion and it's like yeah that's a complete waste of time. Yeah. Waste, waste of time. You know, of course but, it is. But we all do it. We all do it. Uh, yeah. One thing I've really got from talking to musicians, because obviously I always wanted to be a rock star, and uh, 
and like that, actually realizing that there's no such thing as as the uh, like I I've been watching a lot of Oasis stuff lately. Yeah, me too. So I'm in yeah. my room and um and uh and my hair's short, so I'm like, right when it gets a bit longer, I'll go Liam Gallagher, and uh, <laughs> and um and I. I yeah, I, I, I just you're, can't help myself. You're a bit Liam standing on the shoulder of giants now, though. Am I? Because he had that little, he had that little. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm a bit like, uh, <laughs> and what what happened? So I was watching this Oasis documentary, like for the fifth time or whatever, and um, and I'm just like, ah, oh, and, and my 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 heart's breaking. It really is. Like I've got this horrible feeling in my gut because. I know I'll never do it. I'll never be Liam Gallagher. I'll never be Noel Gallagher. Yeah. And it's like, and it's, and then I have to talk to myself and go, what are you fucking doing? Yeah, of course. Because, like, record deals like that don't exist anymore. No. And even if you were like Not even, not even like like 2% of it. (laughs) Yeah. It's gone. So even if you got close to that, it it wouldn't be anything like that anyway. So all the bands we've spoken to, I'm like, oh, when you got your record deal, what changed? Nothing. Nothing. I still got to work on Monday. And yeah. I'm like just one guy out... had two jobs. Yeah. And it's like, it's pretty oh. normal though. Like you know, it's and that's it's it's so it's <laughs> it's a sadness, isn't it? Because I mean, I think I left school in the year two thousand. So like, I did, yeah. So I'm thirty eight this year. So yeah, that's right. So uh, it it's like. That that was like the last year of like proper money in records, I think. Yeah. Like at the driving, had a had a deal with like Roadrunner, and then they got like Sony Distribution or whatever the fuck. And it was like, and the Strokes had like Rough Trade was massive, and then everything yeah, but just went do, but bang. Like, like the Strokes didn't do that well out of it all. Like they, no, of course they, the not. bands no. after them did really well. Yeah. Like the Strokes didn't do that well out of it all. Like yeah, they, 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 they pioneered it. <laughs> they were for money anyway, mate. <laughs> they did well, yeah, some of them were, yeah. <laughs> Casablanca's is, uh, yeah. yeah, he did all right. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Oh, fuck. Um, there was something else I wanted to come back to about that, though. Uh, just about money, like record deals not existing. Yeah, no, I was, I've also listened to this thing with Stephen Street, who produced, uh, like... Blur, Smith's. Smith's. Blur. He actually didn't produce that much. He produced Smiths. Part Life, didn't he? Oh, he did. He did most of the Blur songs, uh, and just generally, uh, he was saying that um, how like bands would come in and they'd be like, "Yeah, right, get a room full of guitars and a room yeah. full of like organs, and, yeah. ooh, organs, and a and like a room <laughs> full of amps." And he'd go, "No, no, no, no," and they'd go, the "Record company's going to pay for it." And he'd go, "No, no." You're, You're paying for, for it. it. Yeah, because you are. Yeah, And so he was always really strict on like, no, we don't go over time. We don't buy it, get no. stuff in for the sake of exactly. Yeah. It's coming out it. of your budget. Yeah. yeah. So in the end, when you end up owing fucking local company loads of money. Yeah. But it's, it's just because you I, wanted like 200 vintage telecasters yeah, sat yeah, in the fucking yeah. room not being played. Yeah. And yeah. the best guitar players don't do that anyway. Nah, you got like two or three you use. That's yeah, it. like I've got loads, but like I only really use, you only yeah, use but one you or only two, use one or two. Yeah. Exactly. The rest of them are just trophies, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Childhood yeah, trophies because there's shit you wanted. Some of them are shoulder trophies. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, mine are. I've got yeah. a few still. Like yeah. Yeah, you know. I've got more than mine. 
Warren's collection is quite embarrassing. <laughs> we literally just said musicians have two or three guitars. I just had to strip it down. I've moved that. Oh, no, no, no. It's funny. Like, like, it's funny because it's like, oh, like that's that's all I've got. You yeah. know, like it's like oh, I've got loads of guitars, and there was this point when it was like oh, I've got loads of guitars, just so I could say to my friend John Bennett, and it really was my friend John Bennett. He's played guitar and serious problem. Yeah. So I could go. Oh, like I could. One day we'd go, we'd have a practice, and I'd have a better guitar, better amps, and more pedals. Yeah, nice. Because I used to have fuck all. Yeah, and it, it really is, and it's just like, why, <laughs> why? Oh, it's comedy. So now it's more of a case of getting things that I really, really want. Exactly. So we're at an hour. Let's wrap up. Okay. So we've got a lot, a lot of uh, decent episodes to come. Yeah, it's a really good season so far. Uh, we've done like what, say, a handful of episodes. Yep. Um, we have, we have, so we have some people from what the well-being areas. Uh, we have musicians. We've got loads of other lovely conversations between us two coming up to, which I is think nice. Like one of them was. Uh, one we did recently, like the one with your friend, I think that was one of the best episodes we've ever done. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really good one coming up. We can, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and we've got loads more in the diary. So this is going to be a really good season, everyone. So um, yeah, um, please come and listen to us. Uh, check us out on all the socials. Yeah, yeah. Uh, become a patron. Um, I'm really shit at putting stuff on Patreon. Um, well, maybe we'll put some more conversations of us discussing our little Yeah, maybe we need to put more things on Patreon. But, um, Let's do that. Yeah, uh, Patreon pays for, um, uh, like, Zoom, yeah. basically. Nice. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> and, uh, Done. Yeah. yeah. So, thanks, everyone. Thank you. Welcome back. Um, we kind of kick off proper next week. Yeah. Cool, cool. Lovely to be here. Yeah. See you in a bit. Take care. Bye-bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.